0: Your Bibles this morning to Proverbs chapter 30. As by God's grace, we go into the fourth and final installment on this series of God's hidden wisdom. I want to take a moment and publicly thank Drew for the ministry last week. Would y'all honor him this morning for the word that was preached last week? I was supposed to be in for Scythe, and that was scheduled for uh, a couple of months, and at the last minute, the Pastor there asked me, could we redo a different date? So that's why I was uh, here and not ministering. But uh, Drew preached uh, a great message on divine disappointment. And so if you would like to get a copy of that, it's at the table there. Proverbs 30, 24 through 28. If you'd stand with me for the reading of God's word, and I won't ask you to stand again. Reading out of the King James Version, the one Paul preached out of. There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they're exceedingly wise. Now just pause there. If God says you're wise, you're wise. There's wisdom there for the believer. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies, or the rock badgers, are a feeble folk, but they make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth, all of them by bands. And the spider, some translations say lizard, but uh, the spider is the more accurate. And uh, they were often called lizards as well many, many years ago. But the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. The wisdom of the ant is prepare for tomorrow. The wisdom of the coney is prepare for trouble. The wisdom of the locust is prepare to jump. And the wisdom of the spider is prepare to produce. You may be seated this morning in the sight of the Lord. And I know it's okay with you, but would you join with me as I pray for myself this morning? Lord, I just humble myself before you. And I want you to know in my heart of hearts how honored I am to preach your word and how... um, Dependent I am upon your anointing in this sense, O Lord. I know that men can get up and speak and share stuff and inspire, but no change comes without the anointing of your Holy Spirit. And so I'm asking, O Lord, that you would anoint me as a spokesperson this morning to preach your word with clarity and with anointing that we might glean what we need to live wisely. We don't want to just grow old. We want to grow up in you, and I'm asking you for that anointing this morning. And I be careful, am careful, to give you all the praise and glory for any uh, gain that comes from this service in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, I want to have a little fun before we uh, get into the message. And during today's sermon, don't be quiet on me. There's going to be some old oh me stuff. There's going to be some funny stuff. And laughs. So if you sit here and stare at me this morning, it won't go over, okay? See, that that's good. Thank you very much. Okay. First of all, I want to address, and this is the funny part, by the way, for our guests. This isn't the spiritual part. Okay, this is the funny part. Let's talk about the spirit, fear of spiders. Arachnophobia is one of the most common phobias in North America and Europe. Now listen to this. Very odd. Arachnophobia, the fear of spiders, is less common in tropical areas where the spiders are much larger and covered with hair. If you see one as big as a cat covered with hair, I think I'd be more afraid. But anyway, it's just countercultural, You know, oh, that's just a raccoon spider. Don't worry about him. Okay. All right, you got your lazy spiders whose primary sustenance comes from eating prey caught in other people's webs. Did you know in this church we got lazy spiders? Never mind. I'll, I'll do it later. You got your frugal spiders. Some spiders eat their webs and reuse them for later. You got your clever spiders. There are spiders, believe it or not, that make decoys of themselves out of web. So you got your web, and then they do a self-portrait. They eject from them webs that look just like them, but they always make it larger than them. And this was the cool part. Google is a fascinating thing. It'll tell you all kinds of stuff. They leave one, (laughs) they put this image of themselves, a decoy, in the web, and they get way away from it, and it's attached to a little string, and they pull it to keep predators away. Clever. It's clever. Clever! It's clever, thank you. You got your perpetually hungry spiders. Bagheera kaplingi is the world's only, mostly vegetarian spider. How often does a piece of fruit come flying into your web? When I read that, I said, vegetarian, they, they're also quite thin and they're cold in the winter. Um, I was like, when's the last time you saw flying fruit? Anyway. You got your, if you got time to do it, you got time to do it right, spiders. Many of them, before replacing their web, roll up the other one into a ball. You got time to clean up, clean your car, clean the house, get it right. If they can roll up the whole web before the, other people just, no, Lord, let's just move over here and start another web. If you got time to do it, do it right. Then you got your, your easy to spot, I got to have my coffee in the morning, spiders. Scientists. Why would they do these studies? I don't know. I'm just reading it to you from Google. It's good, okay? Believe that examining the shape of the spider's web can also detect airborne chemicals and pollutants. Based on what their web looks like, they can tell you what they're digesting. I lie not. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Spiders on LSD spin beautiful webs. (laughs) While spiders on caffeine spin chaotic webs. You got your, I gotta have my coffee in the morning spiders. The sweetest of people will look across at their children and a woman will speak in a man's voice, not till your mom has a coffee. It's not a drug. It's not a drug. It's not a drug. No. And finally, mm, dangerous weather right ahead here. You got your typical not so smart male spiders. Males risk being eaten by their female mates. I'm not saying, I'm just reading. Females are typically larger than their male counterparts. A hungry female may consume any invertebrate that comes along, including her suitors. This is where I would come into play. Male spiders often use courtship rituals to identify themselves as mates and not meals. So he comes towards the web and he's like I'm on your side. Jumping spiders perform elaborate dances from a safe distance and wait for a female's approval before approaching. Young men, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Male orb weavers and other web-building species position themselves on the outer edge of the female's web and gently pluck a thread to make a vibration just to see if it's okay if they can come closer. That ain't got nothing to do with my sermon. Just part of what I thought was neat information about them. But for God to say they're exceedingly wise, there's something hidden in the way they live, there's something hidden in how they're designed that if you will look at it and make application, you can go from ignorance to wisdom in your life. And the key to this passage is how do we overcome our weaknesses with wisdom? The ant prepares while it's day for the winter that's coming. The coney makes his house upon, on the rocks to where the eagle would have to tear up the whole mountain to get to him. The locust can't fly, but he can jump incredibly high. And if he times his jump right, he can travel 200 miles with the wind. And there are things about the spider this morning, five of them very quickly, I want to share with, or four of them I want to share with you. Number one, if you're taking notes, and you should always take notes, not because the sermon is worthy of it, but if you expect God to speak to you, and he does, it is most assuredly important enough to write it down. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Number one, the spider lives from the inside out. All of the spider's needs are met from what flows out of him. The spider does not depend upon external influence to establish his home or his goings. The ant makes his home underground. The coney makes his home in the rocks. The locusts live in the wild. But the spider's home is built from what comes out of him. Everything God does for you, everything God gives to you begins in the hidden man of your spirit. Everything you need for today, everything you need for tomorrow is found inside of you. When you were born again, he gave you the earnest of his spirit. And for those of you that have sought the fullness of the spirit, you have been baptized and God has breathed into you his life and essence. And everything you need is inside of you. By God's Spirit. Listen to this in 2 Peter 1. According to His divine power hath God given you everything that pertains to your life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that's called you to glory and virtue. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 2 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. For in Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. All that you need for life and godliness is found in Christ who is in you. You're complete in him. Don't let anybody tell you about anything mystical you must add or anything that the church has to give you that must add. That completeness is inside of you and everything you need for life and godliness is found in the Holy Spirit resident in you. All the spider's needs are met from the same origin. Different strands, but the same origin. The spider makes its house out of one type of web wraps its eggs in another type of web, catches its prey in another type. But that which comes out of him is strong and really flexible. Strong and flexible. Strong and flexible. Listen to this. The silk in a spider's web is five times stronger than a strand of steel, the same thickness. And scientists tell us that a web made of strands of spider silk, as thick as a pencil, could stop a Boeing 747 in flight. If you only knew the strength of God that's inside of you. That's why the believer that has the revelation that they house God. They can stand in any situation... And under any circumstance, no matter how taxing, no matter how above their capacity, they can say with integrity, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Our problem is not our problem. Our problem is that we do not see God in us, the hope of glory. The strength that comes out of the believer that knows he's hid in Christ with God. We're like tea bags. When you put a tea bag in hot water and it becomes tea, you can't take the water out of the tea and you can't take the tea out of the water. It becomes a new thing. And when you were saved, God filled you with His presence. He marked you for His glory. He's given you the the same spirit that quickened A dead Christ out of the ground lives in you. And we make light of it because it looks so small and insignificant in our day-to-day lives. But what comes out of you is enough to sustain you in every situation. Christ in you. The deposit. Somebody say the deposit. The deposit in me is sufficient. It is strong. And the Christian life that operates like the spider is not only strong but flexible. That web will bend all the way this way and come all the way back. You can only produce out of you what's already inside of you. That's what the spider would tell you. You can't push out of you what's not inside of you. Jesus said it this way in John 15. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, the same bringeth forth much fruit. But without me, you can't do anything. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. This is where many believers struggle as a Christian. You're trying to push out of you by effort something you do not have through exchange. That's why it's so hard to get church people to worship. I'm trying, Ben's trying to pull something out of you that's not there. You're trying to get someone to be generous to God when there's no relationship to the Lord. You're trying to get someone to serve the Lord when there's no desire to serve. The, 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 the life that you have, the only life that you can push out of you must already be put in you. And that's the thing. We try to do religious works without deep Profound and consistent reliance upon the person and the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The life you have today is a direct reflection of of the deposits you were willing to receive through time alone with the Lord. You cannot give what you don't have. It's impossible. uh, Number one, letter E. Your productivity is not determined by environment or dependent upon others, but only how full you are. The spider only works with what comes out of its belly. The spider produces what he needs. He produces when he needs it. He produces in in, in and every season. He can produce immediately, even when under attack. This is how he breaks his fall. Any of you ever swatted a spider web? Some of us do it reactively. But some of you are just mean and you just walk up. Leave them alone. I've never been bit by one that I swatted. Now I might accidentally walk into one. But now watch this. Watch the wisdom found in the spider. If you accidentally walk through its web, its home is destroyed and it's falling. Even while it's falling, it can produce. And it shoots a web that attaches to the web and breaks its fall. There is more capacity in you. Sandy, even when we're free falling, we can produce one song, one prayer, one something. And from you, there's the capacity to persevere, not because you're strong, but because God has placed something in this spider that says you can produce any time. You can produce a prayer any time. You can produce faith any time. You can produce stamina any time. You can produce praise any Worship any Giving any because God put it in you. And we're not dependent upon other people. We're not dependent upon them motivating us. I got it inside of me. I got praise in me. Katrina, I got gratitude in me. I don't need Ben to say, stand beloved. I'm already standing. It's in me. I might join you, but it's in me. Are you living with the fullness of God inside of you? The spider produces, even after great loss, you knock the whole web down. And just because it's knocked down doesn't mean it's gone. You come back the next day and it's back up again. Maybe a foot or two over, but it's back up again. It doesn't matter if you can't find it around you as long as you got it in you. God will not grant you a life that you're not willing to build. God will not grant you a life that you're not willing to build. The devil is in direct and constant opposition of you working out what God has deposited in you. You do understand that once you're saved, he can't stop any of the redemption. Because whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he sanctified. And whom he sanctified, he glorified. As far as God's concerned, you're already home. The issue today for you is not, are you saved? The issue is, will you push out of you all that God's put inside of you? You see, some little one spider has a web about like this. Laid over on the side. Whew, I'm so tired. I'm so tired, Lord. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And this other one's going from the oak tree to the driveway. Same spider. Our problem is, we judge ourselves by the people we surround ourselves with. And we're hanging out with lazy, inconsistent Immature and carnal Christians, and we think any web's okay. You are designed to bring great glory to God. Great glory. That doesn't mean on a platform, could be. What brings God glory is not where I stand, but what I produce. Let me give you one more. And I'm not anti welfare in the sense of I know what welfare was supposed to be designed for as a helping hand, but One of the death nails to our nation is when those that can produce refuse to produce and let other people carry them. Oh, in the church it's the same way. But what would happen if everyone did what they could? The economy would boom. And the spiritual economy in the church would would boom, but we make excuses and we compare ourselves to people that aren't doing anything and the reality is that God saved you and has given you His divine nature so that your life would shout the fame of the Son of God. What does your web look like? What does your web look like? It shouldn't look like mine because we're different people. Yours might be in different areas but webs don't tell lies. Small people make small webs. And you get to choose. Are you ready for something profound? As long as the spider wants to spin a web, it can. It's their choice. It's their choice. The devil is not trying to stop your salvation. He's trying to stop your productivity. Let me give it to you in Psalms. The Bible says, And whatsoever the man that trusteth in the Lord. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. Uh, The Bible said, And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Not thinketh, not dreameth, not hopeth. Whatever you do. Now that, of course, is for the glory of God. You can ask God to prosper. But we want a life that God... We want a life that we didn't produce and God do magic. It's one of the reasons... Your pastor hesitates to pray for people, and I always have to instruct them in it, and they're very disappointed often. They want me to pray for something that God wants them to produce. Like someone will say, I, don't have, I, I just can go to college, I don't have to study, I believe the Lord can just drop the education in my mind. <laughs> You're failing, do you understand that? And you, you think I'm teasing, but I'll, I've had moments, I had a gentleman come up to me, very sincere... And he was very overweight, and not by medical reasons, through his own choices. Is at a church I was preaching at on revival. And uh, he asked me to pray for his heart condition, and he was about 450 pounds. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Ask him about his exercise. <laughs> and I, I pulled him off to the side. I said, Brother, I wouldn't offend you for anything in the world, but well, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And he said, Nothing. I said, I can't pray for you. Because God has given you the ability. Now, it doesn't mean everyone's supposed to be thin as a pencil. That's not what I'm saying. But God will bless what we do. You you are designed to produce. And that's how we bring glory to the Lord. You have to make up your mind, no matter what, that I will work out all that God has put inside of me. If you have a desire to preach, preach. Preach. Go to the nursing homes. Go to the, the YDC. Go wherever you're asked. Yes, yes, yes. Work out of you. Not just your salvation. Work out your gifts. Volunteer. Go, to, go do anything for the glory of God. I love what Mark Rutland said. He's one of my favorite ministers because you have this incredible intellect with incredible anointing. And he said, although I've uh, been the head of several Bible colleges and I've pastored a church of multiple ten thousands and he said and I've been an author and I've been a missionary all around the world he said most of my ministry life can be described as me walking into a dirty house and I happen to be holding a broom whatever you do unto the Lord do it with all your might I want to ask you again what does your web look like? some of us take pride in what Christ Chapel's web look like, looks like and not your own Christ Chapel's web is a compilation of everybody serving. But what part did you play? Not just here, but in life. I'm not getting on to you. You understand that every one of us is going to stand before the Lord for the deeds, the works done in our body. And you don't want to stand and say, I did this little web right here, and there's a single mama with five kids, and when she stands before the king, her web is going to stretch across the world. Whatever you do for the Lord, do it with all your might, all your soul, all your strength, all your heart. And we're not desiring to be the best compared to everybody else. We're desiring to be what God intended for us to do. And you can have the life that you're willing to push out of you. The business world knows it, but the church doesn't. In the business world, a man with not even character can out. If you work at all, you're walking past 90% of the people... If you just move you pass everybody. Zig Ziglar said there's no traffic jam on the second mile. There just ain't nobody there. But let me tell you in the church. This isn't about comparing ourselves with one another. We're so afraid of being that Christian television evangelist guy that we don't aspire to be great. Great is not notoriety. Great is productivity. Be productive. Number two, the spider is sensitive to things he cannot see. We're going to shift gears here. The spider is sensitive to things he cannot see. The spider has eight eyes but can't hardly see nothing. You know, the locust had wings and can't fly. Have you ever felt like, God, why don't these things work? The older I get, I tell my wife, what don't hurt, don't work. Eight eyes and can't see anything. But now watch, if he's wise, what's the Lord telling us here? But the blind spider has follicles on its legs that allow him to sense movement that he cannot see or hear. Isn't this similar to how the just shall live by faith, not by... Sensitive, sensitive. For some of us, God is taking us into places and seasons where you cannot trust your eyes. You meet someone that's acceptable in your eyes and all your friends like them, but your spirit man says, uh-uh, no, no. A business opportunity that is seemingly an answer to your prayers, but your spirit says no. An open door that looks miraculous, but your spirit knows that miraculous is not necessarily divine. When you sense something, I I thank the Lord for this. And I know some of you are going to go to Burger King and say, I wonder if he's talking about me. Maybe. But as a pastor, you've got to have this. I'll meet people. Hey, Pastor John. I'll shake their hand. I'll go, "Mm mmm, they're smiling, and Jesus, and what a wonderful sermon. Mm-hmm. My spirit man knows. You know what it's like. And that's the Lord's protection. It doesn't mean I go on a campaign and point them out and say, Attention, Christ Chapel people, don't trust this person. I'm just wary of you because I'm sensing something that I can't see yet. You'd be surprised at the crazy people I've met in 30 years preaching. I'll tell you one quick one. It's not in my I don't even know if i got time. But it's funny. So anyway, okay. I had this person come up to me when we were at the Edna Place building, not Second Baptist, but before. And she came up to me, her husband came up to me, and they were crying after service and she said, "I've been around the world. I have heard the greatest preachers." And immediately I'm going, "Ding!" She goes, I, "And she started naming them. She goes, "That was the most anointed God breathed divine message. I've ever. And I'm steady backing up. I'm steady backing up. And she goes, "We have found a. Uh, oh, oh, we have found a home. Those of you that aren't Pentecostal, you don't know what that is. Oh, we found a home. We found, oh, 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 we found a home. Never saw him again. Never saw him again. So what did my spirit man knows, they're crazy. Back up, back up. Just don't believe anything. Just don't believe. Trust your sensitivity because God is taking some of you into places where you can't trust your eyes. Your knower knows. Listen, when something's coming into his web, he does not see it, but he senses that something is coming. Something's moving out there. And I want to tell you, as pastor of this church, something's moving here. We have been in transition for years and years. And the temptation for a pastor is, make something happen. No, something's coming. I can sense it. I can feel it. I know it's out there. And if I can sense it, it, that means it's coming to me. The spider doesn't sense something outside of his web, only inside of it. Something's moving. Something, I can't see it, but I can feel it. And if it comes to my home, I know that God has meant for me to have it. Spider webs, listen to this, are not passive traps. Instead, because of electrically conducive glue spread across the surface, the web actually, through electromagnetism, springs towards the prey. I didn't know that. The life that you build pushes itself towards provision. It pushes itself towards what God is bringing to you. Scientists also found that the glue spirals on the web distort the earth's electric field within a few millimeters of the web. So the earth's magnetic field, here's this, we'll say innocent and dumb. It's coming this way. So he goes near the web. Now catch it in slow motion. The electromagnetic field pushes it this way. And the web goes to meet him. It's like, <laughs> he gets hung up. Hey! What happened? God has designed the spider. Listen, listen. God has designed the spider so uniquely that when he pushes out of him what God has desired for him, when he pushes out of him what he has, Blessing and provision, not luxury, blessing and provision is drawn and his life meets it halfway. That's why the David could say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for nothing. Whoever I'm preaching to, get ready. Because if your spirit senses something is coming, then it's coming. And nobody looks more foolish than the spider waiting at the end of the web saying... I can feel it. What's coming? I can't see it. But I can feel the vibrations in my soul. Something is about to happen. Number three the spider is designed, anointed, and prepares himself for difficulty. The spider is designed, anointed, and prepares himself for difficulty. He is very agile. Any of you ever seen a spider run across a web when it has to? Have you ever seen that either right up front or on a video? It's amazing. But I didn't know this until recently. With the eight legs, only four of them are touching the ground at one time. You think all wheel drive is something. He's got four legs on the web. Now watch. And four other legs anticipating the next move. As a Christian, you'd be surprised how agile you are if you live by the Spirit. You can go left, right. You can avoid attacks of the enemy because God has designed you with the capacity, listen, to hear what other people aren't hearing so you can do what other people can't do. When necessary, he secretes an oil that helps him navigate across his web without getting stuck. Oil from himself. Now watch. The life you have, your job, your family, your friends, your responsibilities, your commitments. And there are times when the phone call rings at 3 in the morning and there's bad news. And it gets so sticky that other people, if they were to try to walk in what you're going through, they would die. But the oil, God's spirit that secretes out of you, lubricates you. In such a way that you can navigate death webs. You can navigate depression. You can navigate the loss of loved ones. You, somehow, somehow. It's not through energy. It's not through effort. It's through what's inside of you. There, God lubricates us to get through the tightest of places. The most dangerous of places. When they wrote us off and we made it. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit It brought me through and brought me out of and maintains me. He does not take this anointing for granted, though. Listen to this. Spiders routinely groom themselves and especially their legs. They lick and clean themselves. Listen. They especially groom and clean their legs. The part that touches the earth, removing from them any foreign debris or dirt that might cause them to get stuck and become prey to their own enemies in their own house. What would that mean to us? No open door in our home through what we watch or what we listen to. Our interaction with the world, we work in the world, we work in the prisons, we work in the police department, we work in there's all. How many of you work in the middle of the world? And you come home and you got to get it off of you. I mean, it's, it'll get on you. And it'll become, you can hear it in your words. People don't even cuss. will come home and curse and go, wow. it's from hearing it all the time. And the spider would tell you, make sure that you're clean. Wash yourself in the water of God's Spirit. Clean, Clean yourself. It's not the pastor's responsibility. It's not your wife's responsibility or your husband's. Make sure that there's nothing on you that would cause you to get stuck in your life and die. Groom yourself. The spider navigates himself slowly, methodically, and carefully. When they're not under attack, you'll never see a spider running across his web. And I don't know who this is for today. Why do you live in such a hurry? Why? Where you gotta go? I got things to do. Well, I think we might can reduce one or two of them because accidents happen with speed. And the Bible says, he that believeth does not make haste. And the spider walks carefully, not just presuming upon the oil that he would secrete, not to create stuck places through his actions. He prepares himself for difficulty by not creating any unnecessarily. In 2011 in Pakistan, the people woke up to see many trees, they called them ghost trees, where a spider's web completely engulfed the whole tree and all the spiders had risen above the flood waters and built themselves in the trees. They've learned, they know instinctively that in times of crisis, get as high as you can go. Get as high as you can go. He is designed, anointed and prepares for difficulty. Ben, if you'd come, please, sir. And finally, the spider is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. Did you know that a spider, their, their legs, their eight legs, operate very similar to hydraulic legs? That from within, inside of them, There's a liquid that's produced that causes their legs to expand so that they can jump or jump across the web or run away. It's not just running. It's hydraulics. When you see a spider die, what does its legs do? Curl up. Because there's no longer the pumping of the hydraulic nature. So for God to say these are incredibly wise, He wants you to know that He's designed you to be able to walk through anything. There's a strength. I was at the funeral this week with Steve and Amy, of Amy's boy. I cannot go there in my head. You're never supposed to bury your children. They're supposed to bury you. Your husband's never supposed to be killed in an act. How how do you do it? And they would tell you, all I know is that when I felt like I was completely collapsing, there was something God put in me that was able to make me stand. When your husband leaves or your your wife leaves or when you get the report that it's malignant, Spiders are powerful. They can walk through anything. Hydraulics. Hydraulics. It's been years now, and a lot of you, you know, we've moved on. We've, we've forgotten. And rightfully so. But I had someone ask me not too long ago, they said, How did, how did you really make it through that dark period? I said, I don't know. I guess what he put in me was greater than what happened to me. And you just well, Spider don't take credit for it. God designed him. And he designed you. He's powerful in the water. Almost done. Spiders are covered in water-repellent hairs which trap a thin layer of oxygen around their bodies so they really can't get wet. That's why you see them floating. You ever seen them like a spider just just floating? And if you try to see them in a tub, why are spiders always in the tub? Well, they're thirsty. They have to drink water. And they're in your house. There's a toilet and a tub. I choose a tub. I choose a tub. Seriously. But if you turn the water on and they go down the drain and you wait long enough, they'll come back (laughs) out of the drain. Because they float. So, John, oh, this is a stretch. Oh, no, it's not. He said, when you pass through the waters, they will not overflow you. When you pass through the flood, you are buoyant in God. Floodwaters that wipe out your home, your marriage, your physical body, and you have lost all sense of direction. And then you stand somewhere and you might not know where you are, but you still are. The ground under me has moved many times. The rains have fell very hard and floodwaters have hit me in my face. But he designed the believer to survive. He he designed you. He designed you to survive the worst of floods. Powerful under attack. Oh, you didn't know what you had in you till you fought that last battle. Didn't, Didn't think I could do it. Didn't think... Have you ever seen a spider walk away? You go up to the web. And you go, please don't mess with me. If you had a magnifying glass, they done backed up, ready to spray you with all kind of stuff. Spit on you, bite you. Spiders don't play. Do you understand me? I'm going to get to that in just a second. I, you know, when we were grown up, we didn't know. We didn't have the internet. now we just thought spiders, you pick them up and squash them and Your leg will rot off. They don't They don't play. Powerful to reproduce. Some female spiders carry up to 1,500 baby spiders in one egg sack. One. If you ever see one of the little white balls in your house, don't open that. Don't, Don't open it. As gently as you can scoop it up and hermetically seal it in something. How reproductive... Are you in your faith? How much of your life brings life to other people? Spiders know, listen, that to be all that God designed them to be, they have to reproduce. And God is not so much concerned by how many people are under this roof but how many people are we producing through the gospel message? And finally, spiders are powerful. Their power is in their mouth. They're small. Their web, as strong as it is comparatively, uh, you know, scientists can't even create it now. There, There are spider webs now they said that if we could translate it to our world, they're stronger than Kevlar. But it's so small that we can't really... We think of it as a a weak thing, but that's not their power. Their power is that whenever they're under attack, they can release such poison that it... Think of how big a little spider is. And it can kill a 250, 300-pound man. Do you know where your greatest power is? in your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. When Satan comes against you, you have the capacity to say, "It is written. I'm gonna kill your family. They're not yours to kill. My f- my life, my family's hid in Christ with God. God's gonna forget you." He said, "How can I forget you? A bride could not forget her ornaments or her wedding dress." And the word that comes out of you is the most powerful thing you have. You don't want to mess with a spider's venom. And some of us spend more time brushing our hair than we do reading the Word of God, and we have no venom for our defense. We don't know what to tell the devil. And there are mamas in this room. The devil comes knocking on their door. I'm going to take your little girls this year, sixth grade. I'm taking them. Oh, you want to fight? And they stand between their daughter's bedroom and the enemy. And the word of God flows from them. My elder brother Jesus whipped you two thousand years ago and made an open show of you, triumphing over you. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. The blood of Jesus covers this house and down its walls. My children are dedicated and committed to the Lord. No weapon formed against them will prosper. And the venom, the devil's, like, oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, 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 we're just gonna move on down the street where there's nothing in their mouth except secular songs that deny the name of Jesus and are vote. We're going to move down the road where they know what's on TV but don't know what's in the Gospels. We're going to move on down the road. You don't want to be a spider that small and not have no venom. Let me tell you, when you fight, final thoughts. You know when a spider bites you, this brown recluse thing, we'd never heard of that growing up. And now, here's what they say about it. You don't know when you're bit, you know it afterwards. You're just thinking, no big deal, and the next day there's a little dot, and the next day your elbow falls off. Just yeah. gone. <laughs> gone. When we fight the enemy, sometimes we don't know what all has happened in our closet of prayer. We don't even think anything's changed. But baby, the Word has went forward and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God has cut and sliced and sliced through His plans and intentions. When God has great designs for you the devil has great opposition for you but greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? If you would allow me, I just want to conclude by summarizing. There's wisdom missing in our lives. We're focusing on our weakness and we're not living wise. The ant tells you, prepare for tomorrow. Prepare for tomorrow. Get ready. Get ready for heaven. Get ready for what's coming. Don't spend your life today. Invest it in tomorrow. Tomorrow's coming. The Coney would tell you, prepare for trouble. Build your house. Build your life. Live on the rock. Find your spouse on the rock. Find your friends on the rock. Live close to the rock and rest. The grasshopper, the locust would say, who you are will only be released in the company of others. Every grasshopper can become a locust. But once you're a locust, you can never be a grasshopper again. And get ready for the wind to blow. And if you time your jump, God can carry you from where you are today to where you need to be with one wind. And finally, it's time to produce. God didn't ask you just to live until He's coming, He wants you to live till He comes. Produce effective, faithful service and stewardship to the Lord God. You're greater. I believe the life God has for you is greater than the life you may be living today. And if you can push it out of you, God will let you live in it. Lord, grant us wisdom. Grant us wisdom. You said if we lack wisdom, we can ask. We're asking. Grant us wisdom to live in this day, to live in this age, to live in our communities where backwards is forward and right is wrong and upside down, where it's just backwards. Grant us wisdom where to stand and how to stand. Help us, O Lord, not to be so hung up on our size but upon the size of the life we can have that you might be able to say to us with integrity well done good and faithful servant church family would you look this way for just a moment something's on the horizon for our church those of you that have been with me a long time I don't just say stuff like that I believe relocation is coming I believe that the best years of our church we haven't even seen yet I sense it in my heart I sense him letting me know get ready prepare don't think about the golden years I got I've Your pastor's dreaming about this place. And I just want to be wise. Wise as a serpent. Harmless as a dove. I don't want to spend my life looking over my shoulder at a web of ten years ago. When He's put all this in us. He's brought us to this place. I've never been associated with a group of believers that have matured more. And grown up with like mind and like heart get ready. When change comes, we'll know it, and it's going to feel right, it's going to sound right, and be careful. Can I just admonish you? Don't clutch all we've had and everything where we've been because you can't clutch what we've had and take hold of what He wants us to have at the same time. Pray for your pastor. All I want to do is be in God's will. That's it. And I want to tell you to your face, I've never prayed more for this church than I've prayed in the last year. All I want is your will, Lord. And I think that we're going to build another web. And it's going to be exactly what he wants us to build. Would you stand with me this morning? Drew, did you need to make an announcement or anything? Come on up. I'm going to pray for us. Right before Drew gives us instruction, would you bow your head with me one more time? And if this is your heart, say it with me. Dear Lord, come on guys. Dear Lord, grant me wisdom. No more excuses. I want to be faithful. I want to be effective. And I want to be productive. Not for the approval of men, but of you. Give me the courage and the character to be tomorrow what I wasn't willing to be yesterday. In the mighty name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand this morning?